Blog Talk Radio. Hey, good evening, everybody. It's Dr. Craig Martin. You're listening to the Inside Connection, coming to you live from L.A. on another beautiful Wednesday. Welcome to the show, Christina. Hi, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be in an air-conditioned place on this beautiful Wednesday, I have to say. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's nice, though. It hasn't been too terrible. We haven't Mm -hmm. had... We've been lucky. Mm Mm-hmm. We've been lucky. Yeah, no no hundreds yet. Yeah. Leo, right, in August, and they say the dog days of summer. You know why they say that? No, tell me. It's because... The sun is conjunct Sirius, the dog star. Oh. So, mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting? So um, the Sirius, the constellation, Canis, Canis Major, and it's the brightest star in the sky. Hmm. Sirius is where they get, like, Sirius FM from. Hmm. Not, like, Sirius, like Sirius, but, like, Sirius, like the star. S-I-R. And, um... Not serious, like important. Yeah. Um, right. So when the sun conjuncts Sirius, the dog star, it's very hot. Usually mm-hmm. very hot. And they call it the dog day, which also goes along with like dogs panting out on the porch, you know, <laughs> like dogs that have had enough of the summer and enough days of 90. So yes. Their tongues yeah. out. Obviously, cool. in the in the constellation system, Sirius is really close to Leo because the sun is in Leo. So if hmm. the sun is conjunct the dog star, it's in Leo. So we have mm-hmm. um, the sun in Leo, and we already have moon in Cancer, which is kind of interesting because the new moon, which we're going to talk about tonight, is only a few days from now. But, or it feels actually like it is a few days from now, but the moon is only one sign away. So Mm -hmm. it's about three days, about three days from now. Edging up. Yeah. How's this Leo season been treating you? The Leo season has been treating me pretty good, I have to say. I feel like, um, uh, you know, working on some creative projects on my own, which is a lot of fun, you know, harnessing that energy for sure and that self-expression energy. Um, yeah, having a little fun, having a little fun out there, a little bit. I'll say a little, not going too crazy because we're still, you know, dealing with reality. But uh, what about you? I have been doing okay. You know, we just got back from a little break. And you and I did do a show last week, but I feel like I'm getting a little bit more settled into um, where where we are right now. You know, a little bit, a little bit more settled into um, sort of the flow of the end of summer. I like thinking of this part of the year as like the waning, the waning mm-hmm. summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can see it right there. Leo's there, and that's serious. That's serious down here in Canis Major. Canis Major. I love seeing that star, but you can't see it right now. You know, it's a, it's a winter star because the sun has to be on the opposite side of the, mm. of the earth. And then you can see, you know, Gemini and Orion. You know, in the winter when we see Orion, 
Mm-hmm. And the, the, the two dogs, Canis Major and Canis Minor, are actually pulling Orion's chariot. So, mm. great. Kind of sweet. I like the Greek mythology behind the stars. Because I like the way that it came about, you know, that they all have their little position up there. And what God, what God, you know, Greek God might have said, like, and I throw you up into the sky, you know, like Cassiopeia. That's that big W that we see up in the sky. Mm. And there's a lovely story about how one of the Greek gods really liked her because she was a real, a real person. Mm. And so he basically, the god, it was definitely the man, was like, well, we're going to give you a place in the sky, you know. So you'll always be Special. renowned. Yes. Right, exactly. And there are, there are a few of those. There are there are a few star systems, but it's super interesting that so many of them are in Latin because they come from that far back. They were named. Someone yeah. named them, you know, 2,000 years ago. Yeah, yeah, 2,000 years ago, and we still call them that. Yes. I love that. Famously. Sometimes when I'm working with clients from foreign countries, I ask them about the how they say the 12 signs, the the zodiac sign. Uh And um, some of them are so cute. So cute. I wish I could think of them. We'll have to do a whole thing on that one night. German. I'm going to look them up right now because they're so cute. Like, (laughs) um, yes. Um, You'll laugh. Some of them are are just darling. Some of them are really just uh, just really darling, right? Like Der Krebs, the crab, right? Right? The young Frau, right? The young girl, the young Frau. I love that, yeah. right? Love yeah. it. Yeah. Der Wasserman for Aquarius, which is the fish. It, isn't it sweet? These are so cute. Yes, so they're sweet. Shoot, the this, shooter. Yes. Right, exactly, exactly, and der steer, like a steer, (laughs) like a bull, right? Yes, der steer. So cute. I love them. So, and I've had, I've, I've asked people them in French, and I've asked people them in different languages, and it's, it's fascinating the origin. So, the zodiac signs must have names in Latin as well. You know, because right. all the con- all the constellations did, and then a number of them were replaced by modern English, but um, mm-hmm. they must all have their Latin origin as well. I mean, don't we call the stars, the star systems are in Latin, the zodiac star system? I mean, I guess the, zodiac- the yeah, the constellations. Some of them. Mm. Some of them, but some of them are in English. <clears throat> like, mm-hmm. You know, like the constellation Pegasus or something like that. That's, mm. you know, that's not Latin. The English version, right. Right. Gemini is not Latin. Right. Right. Yeah. No, it's good. It's good. So look at look at the beautiful alignment that we have, with especially the moon and water. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, with the moon and cancer, it's so nice. So the sun and Mercury, very conjunct. It's a really good time to be able to connect with your creative intelligence. Mm. And when the moon goes into Leo, 
in another two days. Um, it will even expand that capacity. Venus and Mars still in Virgo, although they've separated from each other from the time when you and I had done the show where they were conjunct. Mm-hmm. Jupiter definitely back in Aquarius now. It's going back into the 28th degree in the next day or so. Saturn hanging out there. I think it's going to be going direct pretty soon, another month or so. And Uranus should be going retrograde like any minute. Yeah, any day. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So there's plenty of earth and air and fire and a little bit of water that we can touch upon. So it's a very well-rounded chart. And it's a very good time, I think, to access our imagination, access our leadership skills, access our creativity, and then be able to get something done with that, right? With Mars mm-hmm. and Venus and Virgo, there's something practical that we can also accomplish And it doesn't all just have to be dime a dozen navel-gazing. It can actually be something that you sit down and buckle down and do. Yeah, I mean, getting ready for the fall, for the full Virgo season, we have a little precursor to that. We have a little bit of uh, right on the edge, yes, working into uh, winter, working into getting ready, ready again. Yeah, yeah. I like, like I said, I like the waning summer because the, the, the days actually shorten significantly and noticeably in August. Mm-hmm. So, like, when you look at, like, May, June, and July and how long the day is, it's sort of on an arc, and it reaches a peak in June, and then it comes back down. So May, June, and July are, like, the top of the bell curve. But by the time you get to August, you're you're on the downhill slide. So yeah. the number of hours of daylight on August 1st and August 31st is significant by like hours shorter. Wow. Yeah. I don't think I quite realized that. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating the way that the earth goes around the sun and how everything is in so much balance and... Mm-hmm. I happen to love it. So I want to talk tonight with everybody and with you, most of all, <laughs> about new moon energy, you know, and how to access it and what it means and right. Yes. So maybe you could tell us a little bit about just conjunctions, because a new moon is the conjunction of the sun and the moon. And right. yeah, I'd love to hear what you have to say just about conjunctions and what they represent for you. Yeah, I mean, well, so conjunctions, right, when they're in the same spot in the sky, um, it is kind of that the blending of energies. We're using both uh, planets involved and kind of creating something new, something unique and it feels fresh to me maybe even. It's that um, those musical notes of two different instruments, it's a new sound, it's a new, um, just a combination that uh, hasn't been put together before. You know, it's it's just, it's unique. So I love conjunctions for sure, especially the moon and the sun because we get the real nice integration of outer and inner Great word. I love that word. Integration of the conscious and the unconscious, the outer Mm. and the inner. So Mm -hmm. there's harmony at Mm -hmm. the time of the new moon. 
And Lovely. it's like, and, and I like to use a musical analogy because I see it as harmonic attunement. Like hmm. it's going to be the Leo new moon. So there's harmonic attunement to a, a new mm-hmm. vibrational frequency. And that vibrational frequency is set by the new moon alignment. Mm-hmm. Good. So then what does that mean? So what can we do with that? So it's new energy. It's a new attunement. It's new vibrational frequency. It's always connected to what we were talking about, like the time of the year. Mm. It's, it's a. It's actually a waning sun. Mm-hmm. This is the time of the year of a waning sun. The sun is becoming becoming less powerful. It's losing its power, right? And mm. it's losing it fast. However, it's still summer, so it's very powerful. Right? Yes. It's not, right? It's very powerful, and that's why Leo is the fixed sign of summer. Mm. And the new moon of summer is the time when we're most connected to the abundance uh, that summer actually represents, right? So there's an abundant level of fire. Mm-hmm. In in summer, fire is the middle sign of like the three months of the three months of summer. Yeah, fire is the middle. So fire is the most like summer, of course, right? Oh my God, it's, it's yes, it's hot. Yes, right. And just to up up keep everybody with that seasonal analogy. Taurus is the middle of spring, so Earth, right? Everything's yes. blooming and right. And water is is the middle Scorpio of autumn, so it's very like deep and introspective and emotional mm. because you know everything is everything is basically like going to sleep. Serious. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. The, it's a time. It's it's it is the time of death, right? The death of the of the year, right? Everything's going mm-hmm. to sleep. Everything's going into hibernation, and that's water. And winter is hibernation. It's the cold time, so it's air. Mm-hmm. So the air is the most cold. So they have you know temperatures, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Fire burns up, and Air blows sideways. Uh-huh. And water goes down, soaks into the earth. Hmm. And the earth stays the same. Yeah, and the earth's solid. Uh-huh. Most of the time. Depending <laughs> upon where you live. Talk on wood. Yes. I just did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Fascinating. I never really thought about that. And that's I mean, it's right. It, you know, the the heat of the summer, the summer of love, you know, it's like such a strong season that everybody looks forward to. We get a lot of life that comes from the fire energy of of the summer. So, yeah. uh love that. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. So there's that chart that in the middle of June, Los Angeles has 14 hours of sunlight, right? Mm-hmm. But by September, we're only going to have 12. But you can see that it's like May, June, and July. It's up there. 
And then yeah. finally, August, September, it starts to drop off. It's not right. as dramatic. It's not as dramatic as if we're in like a if a if we if we do this for like even like a, a uh, like New York, let's say a um, northern city. Yeah, you you would see that that bell curve is a lot more dramatic because the the northern hemisphere there it's a lot more dramatic. It goes from fifteen ah. hours down to twelve. So down to 12. The, okay. yeah. So like for instance, New York has much longer days in the summer than Los Angeles, but it also has much shorter winters. Mm-hmm. Right, like number of hours of daylight in the winter. Yeah, the number of right. hours of daylight in New York are less, and the number of hours of daylight are more in the summer. Mm-hmm. And LA is sort of more even. And if mm-hmm. you lived at the equator, it would be the same every single day of the year. All day, yes. No, it would be the same. You would, every single day of the year, you would have 12 hours of daylight, and that would be it. There wouldn't be any change. Wow. Wow. Cool, right? Yeah. Yes, very cool. Our yeah. work and how we pull our astrology from that. Yeah. So for the um, for the um, you know the the people who are interested in what they might be able to do for <laughs> for uh, for this new moon, right? What you what you want to be able to do is you want to be able to focus on something that you feel passionate and motivated about, something that haven't been able to ground yourself, able to get done. Virgo will be the time for completion, but Leo is definitely the time for accessing what it is that you want to do. And right now, we also have a lot of Virgo energy that can help you get started. So the recommendation for this new moon is to contemplate what it is that you've been feeling passionate or motivated about. Flesh that out, whether that whether you you know, do a voice memo, whether you write it out, whether you talk about it to somebody, and then start it. Don't delay. Like, whatever it is that you feel you want to put into action, you start putting it into action, and then you should be able to gain some really good traction in late August when the sun goes into So this is the best way to use the new moon that's coming up this weekend. And um, you can also light a yellow candle, which is sort of sweet for Leo, something fiery, mm-hmm. maybe orange, maybe yellow orange, maybe cantaloupe, tangerine. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, something that brings that warmth and that abundance into your home environment and then um, be able to use that energy to facilitate actual practical movement. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love that because I, I was just thinking when you're talking, you know, we have the air energy. There is that, you know, with the air signs, they're intellectual. They can maybe think of think of an idea or write an idea down, but it's using, harnessing the fire energy, the Leo energy, which is actually taking action, is is doing something about it, is, you know, moving your body and, and really identifying with um, – you know, something creative that you want to do, something that you're creating. So using that, not just an idea in your head, but putting it into action and then using harnessing the earth afterward too. 
fix it up to um, perfect it and make it real, make it last too, would be good. Very good. Mm-hmm. Very good. I think I think that this is such a dynamic time. You know, you and I had talked about how there's a one of the um, ceremonial holidays for ritual for ritualists is uh, August the second, which was a couple of days ago, called Lamas. It's also mm. called Lugnasa. And it's a really nice time where in the old days in Europe, you know, they used to bring corn and beans and um, squash. And they would mm. go and they would bring it out into the field and they would leave it for the guests, you know, just as an offering and saying, thank you. You know, the food did come. It's coming. And because it's really sick the time when, you know, if you're going to have to winter over on a farm, you've mm. got to go out and collect all this abundance that's coming out of the ground. You know, you have mm. to steam it, cook it, can it, freeze it, whatever whatever it is that you've got to do to store it for the winter. You have to um, get as much of it out of, out of the ground as you can right now. It's actually a really interesting tangent about... Um, Oil. Mm. So, would you like to hear this one? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Okay, so for thousands and thousands of years, human beings could only, like a human population, could only sustain what the earth would produce in one year. Mm. Right? So, like, you planted X amount and it came out of the ground and that could roughly house a planetary population of somewhere between 700 million and like 1 billion people. And that went on for a really long time. There were, right? And then we discovered oil. And oil is stored sunlight. And when you turn oil into fertilizer and you turn oil into machines that can actually farm the land, right? Instead of just getting one years of one year of sunlight, right? And however much would grow in one year of sunlight, we now dump oil into the farming system and we get God knows how many years of sunlight that we use mm-hmm. up every year to grow food. And so we force the planet to produce right, more because we're giving we're giving it we're giving the the production saved sunlight. We're using up stored sunlight to like grow food. And at the time of the discovery of oil, not not just antibiotics, antibiotics helped, but it was oil that really caused the population explosion hmm. massively because it it created um, mass food production. And the age of Aquarius is all about this because it's always, it's about mass production because Aquarius is like the assembly line. Uh-huh. So the discovery of the assembly line actually happens in the late 1800s, right at the time when we discover Uranus, which wow. is connected to Aquarius, right? Yes. And then oil that ran the factories and 
and was liquid gold, as we call it, the ideal, you know, reality. And of we have the population. Country. We have the population explosion that you know resulted as a result of that. That, that's, a, that's a part of the age of Aquarius, right? Because it's supposed to be about expanding community and humanity and brotherhood. And we have so many continued conflicts between all of us. But the truth is, is that it's supposed, this is supposed to be a time of interracial, interreligious, you know, we're supposed to really be just accepting each other the way we are. Mm-hmm. And yet, our uniqueness. the drive for power is bad. Too strong. Too strong. That is just so fascinating. I love that. I'm thinking about, yeah, I mean, stored sunlight. How interesting. I mean, now we're trying to do solar power, right, as more stored sunlight as well. We just, we love it. We love our stored sunlight. Look. Oh, yes. The population growth. Population growth, right? Global population from 10,000 B.C. Wow. it was on a very, very. It oh. was on a very. It was on a very, um, um, you know, slow growth trajectory. And then mm-hmm. in the late 1700s, 1800s, we discovered mm-hmm. oil and we started using it to grow food. And, and it jumps um, and jumps and jumps. Yeah. And you know, we went from roughly having about one billion people to now, uh, by 2050, they say like 10 billion if it doesn't collapse. Well, that's a lot of people. Thank you, oil, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, the, that's, yeah. There's a really good book called The Last Hour, The, the Last Days of the Dying Sun, which is a book about that. It's a book about how we're running out of oil mm-hmm. and um, how if we don't make a change to some kind of sustainable energy source, we're going to have a lot of problems, which is just part of the the drama. I like connecting it to astrology because I do think it's very Aquarian. Extremely. Rapid, fast. Aquarius is very rapid, like it's, you know, so intellectual, there, so, thinking. so it's necessarily yeah. hmm? so much thinking going on, and yeah, no, I agree, it's very fast, it's very quick, processing, you know, a computer, computer's very Aquarian, exactly, exactly, and not allowing, like, the choices and the decisions and the speed to really settle in, to settle down. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, keeping so, it going. Yeah. Yes. Our yeah. age of Aquarius. Yeah, it's a, it's a very dynamic, very brotherhood, very community-oriented time, but it has its difficulties. You know, when the computer is amazing because basically it takes away a lot of our differences. Sure does. You know, what it feels like it's done a lot, when you think about why are we so partisan right now and so angry at each other, it's because... The computer, social media has also alienated us from people who are not in our social circle. 
So what it's uh-huh. done is it's inflamed, it's inflamed opposing sides rather than encouraging us to look at our similarities. It's encouraging us to look at our differences and then it makes us afraid of each other, mm-hmm. which is a shame. Yeah, that's a shame. Here's a good one. That right there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Again, another crazy graph. Yeah, wow. the, the, what we're looking at, the graphs that we're looking at, is that human population has been steady for like 10,000 years, growing very slowly, growing very dependably, and just adding, you know, like people every millennia. And then right around the year either 1,000, it got a little bit bigger, but by 1950, it exploded. So. Mm. Stuff to think about. Mm-hmm. All right, my dear. It looks like the end of the show. How did we get here already? Such we a did. good talk. We yes. Did. Yes. Take that Leo energy and use it to build on your heart's desire. I love that. I love that. What do you like to do for play? What are your hobbies? What do you like to do exactly. for fun? Yeah. yeah. What brings you joy? What brings you joy? Yeah. Makes your heart full. I'm Dr. Craig Martin here with Christina Martin. You can find us at sageofstars.com or Sage of Stars on social media platforms. If you want to learn more about astrology, we have a brand new website at losangelesastrologyschool.com. It's very beautiful and well done. Please check that out. Otherwise, we'll be here next Wednesday. We'll be happy to talk to you more about astrology on the Inside Connection. Hope you guys have a good night. Bye-bye. Enjoy the new moon.